telling me you falling out of love with me. God damn, nigga. That nigga future, boy. That nigga whack 100, man. If you don't fucking like whack 100, man, you're just a fucking hater, man. <laughs> yeah, you're a goddamn hater, man. I wait. I look forward. There's certain people that I look forward to. What? Come on, man. It's been a couple days now. Give us something. Whack's one of those people. Whack. Charleston, Charleston White's kind of falling off my radar now. You know, that nigga's, I don't know. He's just falling off the radar. Whack is the new, Whack's the new nigga. I'm waiting. What the fuck is Whack gonna pull out of the old closet? And today he pulled Futures, he pulled Futures dreadheaded ass out the closet, didn't he? What's going on, everybody? We we are yeah, we are here on a Monday. Um, This will be uploaded Monday, but um, you'll probably be listening to it Tuesday morning. But if you look at the upload date, it says Monday. Kept my obligations. Fucking running around, man, running around. Um, things are looking good. Things are going great for the podcast. Um, trying to turn the funds that I've accumulated into something good, something smart. I usually blow my money on stupid shit. I'm not too smart when I get good old cashola in the hand. Are you guys like that? Is anybody else like that? When you get good old far, good old fashioned hard cash, cold hard cash in the hand. You just start doing dumb shit, buying shit. Let me get a spaceship. Let me get fucking goggles that record underwater. Like, what? what why? You know what I'm saying? So um, things are going good, and I'm looking to be responsible and invest um, into my companies and into different ventures that um, me and my wife can do together. You know, this podcast and it's something that I do by myself. And so I'm looking for something that I can do with my family. I want to do it with my wife. Um, something that I can do with my son. We can, as we learn, we can teach, right? As I learn things in the new venture, I can teach it to my son and eventually have something to give him if he doesn't have something of his own. I think that's the, that's where growing up gets a little weird. Like, Hey, I want to create my own life, dad. That's great. I want you to do that. But just in case you don't, I want to have something for you to fall back on, you know, me as your parent want to give you something to fall back on. So like the trucking company, um, real estate ventures, um, real estate properties, things like that. That's things that I can pass down to him that he can always have no matter what. And the maintenance and the um, accumulation of these commodities is what I would like to teach him. And as I learn, like I said, as we learn, um, we teach him. So, yeah, looking to do some other things. Um, still love podcasts. I love podcasting. You guys don't have to worry about anything, but just looking to do some more different things in reality. You know, um, big shouts out to my wife. She's given me the the pleasure and the freedom to kind of do this podcast and thing. Um, and it has been very, very fun. But like I said, I'm transitioning into a new mode in my life now where I'm getting a little bit older and I'm looking for more solid, tangible things, um, less playing Um, like I said, I love to talk and it's more of a therapeutic thing. When I do this podcast, it's more of a therapy. Like I feel so much better and I can be quiet around people. That's really the key. Like when I do a good podcast episode, I can pretty much be quiet around people and let them talk when I don't do podcasts. And then I feel like I got to cut people off and people are around me and they're like, you didn't let you, they don't get a chance to talk because I'm always talking. But when I get a good podcast episode going, then, um, I can be quiet. I can shut the fuck up. You're telling me you're falling out of love with me. Did you guys hear that? That Wack 100 said him and Big U chased um, Future in the LAX airport over some money that Future owed to Trick Trick over a verse and shit. That's what I be saying, man. That shit be fucked up. Man. How niggas be getting... 
Now, whack, you know damn well if you seen some white Jewish motherfuckers, you wouldn't, you wouldn't like, you wouldn't big, you wouldn't have did that. You wouldn't have did that. You would have called your lawyer and you would have said he's in town and you would have filed the cease and desist. You would have did it the right way. But it's funny how we do with each other. That's 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 the mentality that bothers me. I would like it to be one way. I have no problem if you want to bust a nigga's head in LAX because he owes you a verse or some money. I mean, by all means, crack his shit. I just want the same energy when Jewish people fuck us up. I don't want us to act like we learn. That's what pisses me off. It's like when it comes to that other world, a nigga will learn how to read for some white folks. A nigga will learn anger management for some white people. A nigga will learn how to do a bunch of things to other races. But when it comes to niggas, they try to act like they just can't understand. I can't do it. I can't control my anger. I don't know how to read. So that's what fucks me up. If niggas just busted heads when you owe the money, like that was just a word. That was just a word on the streets. Don't owe a Negro money because he going to bust your head. White, Jewish, Asian, Native American, Indian with the dot, no matter what. You owe a nigga some money and you fuck over a nigga's business. He going to bust your head. But it's funny that as we get into this new world and as we start getting more pets on the head by established and wealthy um, masters of industry, our street niggas, the ones we relied on, Big U, Whack 100, Trick Trick, the niggas, we didn't know you niggas knew how to fucking sort shit out. We thought it was just one mode. Then you see these niggas doing shit diligently. Yeah. So anyway, um, <laughs> Big Whack 100 said that they spotted Future, LAX. It was him and Big U. Now, well, first of all, Whack, that's where you fucked up. Okay, let's keep it. Stop putting Big U in your stories, man. That nigga don't like you, nigga. God damn that nigga Whack... He loves fucking Big U, don't he? Hey, Big U must be a terrible nigga. Big U must be a fucking threatening nigga because this nigga Whack 100 will not stop shining his fucking shoes. Like, if a nigga don't like me like that, I ain't saying that nigga's name no more. Fuck that nigga. And nigga with handcuffs on and crazy glue on his lips, nigga. But this nigga Big U, well, he keeps trying to paint Big U in a good light. Whack, did I say two different names? Well, Whack 100 keeps trying to paint Big U in some good luck. Yeah, man, me and Big U. Fuck, man, Big U don't fuck with you, nigga. Why you keep... And then every chance he gets, every chance that Big U gets to shit on Whack, he does. He shits right in his front lawn. No, I didn't see future there. And that's a money play, nigga. You know what that was, nigga. That's the money play, nigga. Whack 100 story was real. Okay, so everybody out there listening, the story that Wack 100 told was real. You can tell how Wack told it. It was authentic. He said, oh, Sierra was there, and that nigga Future tried. That nigga said Future was about to run. You guys know in the airports how they got those, uh, they got those things that connect to the airplane, right? You walk through it, and then you enter the airplane. But if there ain't no airplane there, then you'll fall probably about, nigga, what's a good 20 feet, nigga, 20, 30 feet, nigga, to the concrete. So, Wax said that that nigga Future, <laughs> they said they seen Future in the airport. He was with Sierra. And Wax was like, Big U, ain't that that nigga uh, Future right there? Big U was like, yeah. And Wax was like, nigga, you hold down Sierra and make sure she don't pepper spray a nigga. And I'm finna fucking get on this nigga Future's ass, nigga. So Wax 100 ran up on Future. And they said this nigga Future took off. First of all, what the fuck? Are, why would you take off from a nigga? Like that, that must be some weird shit. I don't get it. I'm in the 50 cent group. Yeah, I'm in the, yeah, nigga. You that, see, a lot of you rappers don't have no hand-to-hand combat, nigga. Now, I'm going to dip. Now, come on. I'm not Superman, nigga. If I'm at an airport and 10 niggas show up, I'm dipping, nigga. 
or I'm looking for exit or something like that. But one nigga, two niggas, please, nigga, fuck out of here. What do you want? What are you bothering me for? Nigga, I'll fuck around and fuck you up. Nigga, we finna move some furniture around this bitch. But this nigga future turned into Carl Lewis and took off running. Nigga, left Sierra. Left Sierra there, nigga. Left fucking Sierra. Sierra standing there like, uh, Russell Wilson. Yeah, Sierra standing there like, Nigga just leave me and shit. Yeah, Sierra just left and they left. So now this nigga's running around the airport scared. Got a scared to sniff. Got a cold. What do you say? Scared of shit and got a cold and is scared to sniff. And um, this nigga's running around the airport and this nigga, this nigga somehow in his frantic, in his franticity, he gets Birdman on the phone. Gets Birdman on the phone. Birdman, get this nigga off my ass. Puts him on speakerphone and he throws. That's some. That's thinking, nigga. That nigga future was thinking, nigga. Nigga was thinking. And that may be, now that I'm reciting the story, nigga, this might be a fake story, whack. I don't know. Now that I'm reciting it out loud through my mouth. So, nigga, the nigga had enough uh, wherewithal to call Birdman. Get him on the phone. Through the phone to you on speakerphone. Birdman was like, leave him alone, whack. Leave him alone, whack. <laughs> right? So, that's the story that they told. Then Big U, of course. Because Big U don't fuck with Wack. Big U said, nigga, that shit never happened. Nigga just killed him, nigga. Yeah, just killed Wack. Wack had a nice little story he was going to have running. This was on Clubhouse. You know, Wack lets the stories go on Clubhouse, and then they fester. They fester on social media for about a good two weeks, nigga. Yeah, nigga, Future would have been tight on Future's ass. Nigga, every time Future tried to say something, niggas would have been like, nigga, what airport you at? Nigga, is you at the LAX or is you at, nigga, where you at? Nigga, this, nigga, nigga, is you leaving bitches, nigga, when the nigga show up? For two weeks. But nope, fucking Big U did the money play. Smart play, Big U. Big U called Future, said, don't worry about it, nigga. I know Future was panicking. God damn, I got to hear this for two weeks. And then he gets a call from Big U. Don't worry, I'm about to put this nigga's fire out. And he comes out and says, well, since Big U, since Wack 100 said I was with him, I'm going to deny the story. Now, had Wack 100 not said Big U was with him, he wouldn't have had nobody to deny the story. In order for Big U to deny the story, he would have had to admit that that situation happened, right? And if... If WAG 100 would have never said who he was with, just said, we seen me and some homies seen Future at the airport, right? Then it would have been on Big U to be like, oh, I was there, nigga, and that didn't happen. Oh, okay, so you was there, so it didn't. So we can establish that you were there and Future was there and something happened. Right now, it's just looking like this nigga WAG just woke up and made a story up, nigga. It's like, now WAG's getting drugged. Now niggas is coming out talking about WAG, you bullshit, and Future's little homies coming out. Yeah, all the niggas... All future's little homeboys coming out, nigga, talking about whack, nigga, you, nigga, you capping, nigga, you capping. So anyway, that's what's going on in the nigga world. <laughs> anyway, like I said, what's going on, everybody out there? I told you guys I'd be here first base. We're here. Have you guys been watching? I've, I've been watching a couple new documentaries. That fucking uh, Willie Mays documentary is great. I've been on my documentary shit. I've just been going down a bunch of different holes, watching good documentaries. Um, do I, I got another show. Somebody asked me in the chat room, and am I watching anything currently right now? What am I watching right now? No, I don't think I'm watching anything currently right now. I'm on docs. I'm big docs. I'm watching all kind of documentaries. I'm trying to learn something. I go through these phases. Usually when it gets colder, it's getting colder in Minnesota. So now I'm watching more documentaries. Um, no, nah, not too many shows. Um, but big shout out to everybody out there moving things around America. The Lyft drivers, the door dashers, you know, what I'm talking about the road ragers. You know what I'm talking about? The Uber drivers, the Lyfts. You know what I'm talking about? The Lyfts that have to smoke a spliff and they still drive. 
like they got God's gift. You feel what I'm saying? Like all those people, the semi truck drivers, the motherfuckers driving the big shits. I don't want to drive. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I see a, a big rig, a semi um, fucked up on the side of the road, it makes me say, no, nope, you don't want to do that. You do not want to be on the side of the road. It's just too big. It's just too much. You know what I'm saying? Ah, like, oh, fuck. Fuck, I got this big old thing. And then you see they got the uh, hoods popped and shit. How do you pop the hood on them big ass semis, nigga? I know exactly how you do it. They got little latches on each side. It looks like it looks a lot harder than what it is. But God damn, having to pop that big ass hood. But to you guys out there moving shit around. And the niggas out selling weed. Like I said, we do big, 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 big. Yeah, the niggas out selling weed in a good old USFA. Get your money because it's all about to come to an end. Um, yeah, see if you guys on I don't know how your guys' state did in the elections, but uh let's give it up for <laughs> Oops, wrong button. We're gonna let it ride. Actually I'm glad I hit the laugh because I don't like fucking waltz. I don't like Walt, so I don't really feel like giving him an applause. I know he is gonna he is gonna legalize um, marijuana use for recreation. That's big for niggas. Niggas love smoking weed, don't they? Niggas love smoking weed. I can smoke weed regardless. I don't give a fuck who's. Listen, I'm I'm not gonna go down that part. But anyway, yeah, we lost the elections. This uh, Minnesota did not go red. Governor Tim Waltz won. Um, I think it was Baltimore. Was it Maryland that got the first black governor? So you know they'll be the, <laughs> they'll be legalizing weed fast, right? <laughs> I think they already did it and weed in maryland has already been legalized uh recreationally nigga <laughs> didn't take long nigga but uh yeah election time is over i'm glad all that shit can come off the television and off the radio now talking about people won't let other people have babies it just gets weird when election year rolls around and then and like i said it's some old ass bulletin board shits that don't mean anything health care taxes man fuck man cut get this fucking work week you guys like that one. I seen a lot of people like that in the last episode when I was talking about cutting the work week. I seen a lot of people like, yeah, good, good. Yeah, motherfucker, we got to start bringing up issues, nigga. If we keep letting them play the game, then they going to play the game. We have to start shaking shit. Huh? What did you say? Yeah, fuck the health care, nigga. Uh, what else is going on in the world? How's everybody been out there doing? I've been all right. Like I said, Minnesota is getting very, very, very cold. Uh, and I hate the cold. I'm a tropical person. I hate the cold. I hate the cold. A uh, man who killed young Dolph pleads with judge to move him to a facility on the east side. Um, on the east side? Why is he moving? Oh, because uh, I guess on, he's on the west side, and that's where, like, all Dolph's people are. So this guy's in a facility that's on the west side where all young Dolph's people are, and he's saying he's not safe there. He wants to be moved to the east side. Well... Uh, we got content podcast would like to say keep that nigga on the west side nigga move him further west yeah get him further west motherfuckers want to kill people and then make demands you want to do the most evil wickedest shit and excuse me do you think that this cell is a little bit too inhumane young thug got you niggas out here tripping man yeah when you niggas live that life nigga just take it whatever comes with it nigga stop trying to act like you can be a serial homicidal killer who gets to wear a pair of fuzzy fur lined slippers nigga you can't do it. talking about nigga but uh anyway one of the killers of young Dolph, sadly um is the father of a slain rapper by the name of lot of cash dusto the whole young Dolph, this shit gets sticky man it gets weird but this is what happens when you perpetuate criminality when you have people that come from the black communities right and these aren't the black these aren't the best representatives you know, an election year comes around, they put the best representatives for. They actually have a tally. 
No, you can't represent Democrats. We want this person to do it. He's a better representative. I think black people need to start doing that with hip hop. Because right now, all the representatives in hip hop are gang people, which is making murders because now you're rich. When you're broke, the gang violence can be at a low. You got two broke ass niggas in the black community. Gang violence is going to be at a low. It's not going to be that big. They don't have one. They don't have access to that high caliber of weapons, right? They, they don't, they don't. Two, they don't have access to the network that would make it so that they can recruit and so that they can also um, meet up and what's, what's the word? Locate and get into these beefs. Nigga, you're on your block. When you come from the black community and you don't leave your block. If I'm from 33rd and 3rd, I don't really go farther than 33rd, 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th, and 10th. That's it. I'm not over there on the east side. Over No, not unless I'm doing something bad. <laughs> so, yeah, you guys got to, we got to stop, start putting better representatives in entertainment positions, especially when it comes to music. Too many drill gangster motherfuckers are getting into hip hop and then perpetuating that violence and even magnifying it. They're magnifying the little bullshit beef they had. You guys got a little bullshit beef. He fucked your bitch, said something on Instagram. That was a little beef. Now this nigga got records and now money's into it and fame. And now you're able to buy your likes. You're able to boost up your social media presence. And now it looks like you're way bigger than what you were when you were just a little bitty nigga over there on the east side. So, yeah, but that's sad. Like I said, with Young Dolph and all this, you you might have thought that this might have been when Young Dolph got killed. You might have thought that this might have just been some shit like, oh, um, Somebody, one of the ops, because Young Dolph does um, cast a big shadow in Memphis, as I learned from talking with um, Young Jr. He is an influential figure in Memphis. So it could have been like just ops of people that he was. But when you hear like this, like people are saying that a lot of cash, um, this dude, a lot of cash, Desto was killed by cats that are close to Young Dolph. So that's what I'm saying, where it just gets wicked, man. We have to do something. If we don't address it, then, like I said, they just will just be extinct. And by the time we decide to address it, it'll be too late. <laughs> it'll be 28 niggas left to mode. All right, now let's start with gang violence. Um, It's too late. <laughs> too late. You can't do it then. You have to do it when it's time. If we, if we wouldn't address slavery when the time we addressed it, we'd still be in chains. They jumped on their opportunity. As soon as white people seem like they give a fuck and have an ear about us picking cotton, we jump on it, you know, and that's how you have to be with your opportunities. Like I said, it's a lot of money going around, a lot of opportunities. A lot of things are going on in the world. They have been going on since the 90s, pretty much almost since the 80s, but really since the 90s. The world has been changing and man, the wor- things are happening, but not for the Negro. For the American Negro, the only thing happening for us is sports, entertainment, and gang life. That's it. Prison and criminality. We're not getting into real estate. You see Puffy just, I think Puff Daddy just became one of the largest, um, they're calling him the largest black-owned cannabis company. Who are his partners? Who are his partners? You know Clyde Davis made Puffy. I guarantee that there's a partnership in a group of people that Puffy aligns himself with that don't look like Puffy. That it wasn't about the money. I'm sure that Puffy had the money to do what he, to be the first black legal um, cannabis company. 
but it takes influence. It takes that old, good old boy touch if you want to do it their way. Now, if you want to build with your people, your community, and your thing, then you can do it your own way. But when you want to start using my water fountain, <laughs> Puffy, you want to use my water fountain, and that's what Puffy uses. Puffy loves, that's what all artists love doing. That's why you got to be very careful when you're putting an artist as your leader, unless he is very, very keen on independence, unless he is very, very keen on not having a bunch of white people in his mix. See, that's what fucks up Joe Button. That's what fucks up Nori, Puffy. They're all artists. So they always look at it as getting out. Puffy went from getting $5 million in the 90s. Now he's getting $500 million. See what I'm saying? But it's still being given to him by a group that wants control for that money. They're not giving Puffy $500 million because the nigga can say, take that and do the fucking Hollywood shuffle cabbage patch. No, that's not the nigga. We want something for this $500. And you as an influential black man in America, one of the influential voices on television will give you $500 million for your venture. We want controlling interests. And that doesn't. And if you understand what controlling interest is, that just means we get to say, ah, no, can't do that. So Diddy can do whatever the fuck he wants until something happens and they say, I can't do that. Then Diddy doesn't have the power to say, ah, yes, I can. That's what controlling interest means. That's what happens when you see all these black people getting these deals, getting these large sums of money from sponsors, from corporations, from labels. What comes with that is you get to run the prison until something comes up that's bigger than you. You say something about the Jews or Ukraine comes up or um, vaccines come up. Something's bigger than your little Negro thing, level of understanding. Then that's when I, the person and the board of directors with the controlling interest can say, hey, I want everybody to be pro-vaccine. Hey, I want everybody to issue an apology to the Jews. Hey, I want everybody to put these Ukraine button pins on and just see what I'm saying? That's what happens when you give the money. Damn, I'm a bad motherfucker, man. Y'all better hope I never stop. Pop. If I ever stop podcasting, how would who would do it? Who? How would you guys get your fruit? How would you guys get your information in your daily your daily scriptures? Ah, uh, so I don't know how we went from whack. How did we go from whack one hundred and big U to um, that? Oh, young Dolph, young Dolph, yeah. But um, that's 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 wild. That's wild that that's connected like that. That's insane. Uh, what else happened? Uh, Gilly. Oh, did you guys see that? All we did you guys see Gilly getting harassed on the airport by the, what was it, the Dallas uh, U.S. Marshal? Like, that was some funny shit. Gilly is a funny nigga, man. Gilly is, Gilly is another classic. Me and him really, I think he might have blocked me one time. I think Gilly blocked me, then he unblocked me. That's why I think Gilly might be tuning into my podcast. When whenever a celebrity blocks me and then unblocks me, it makes me feel like you you want to see what I got going on. Cause Ti never unblocked me. Okay, <laughs> yeah, Ti blocked me and he's never. I still sometimes I try to see. Hey, Ti, you still got me blocked? Still blocked, nigga. Don't come fucking around over here. But um, yeah, Gilly he'll block me and then sometimes I'll be like, oh, Billy Gilly unblocked me. But uh, anyway. Uh, did you guys see that he was at the airport and a Dallas uh, U.S. Marshal said that he smelled like weed 
and uh, decided to said he wanted to check Gilly's bags. Now, I don't know if he said he wanted to check Gilly's bags or if he just said, Gilly, you smell like weed. And then Gilly immediately started taking the shit out of his bag. Right. No, I don't. No, I don't. Nigga, look, nigga, look, nigga, I'm the richest nigga on this plane. You know what I'm saying? Gilly went quickly into uh, Negro mode. Right. Nigga, nigga, nigga mode. And I love it. See what I'm saying? But anyways, let's get back to the point. Marshall. We this is for the fucking U.S. Marshall that was bothering Gilly on the airport. Motherfucker, what's wrong with you? Motherfucker, what's wrong with you? You're telling me, Gilly, that I smell like weed as I'm about to get on a goddamn punk of metal that's hurled 22,000, 30,000 feet up in the air and you're fucking with me saying I smell like some goddamn weed? (laughs) You're fucking right I smell like weed. What the fuck? Why don't you smell like weed? Who the fuck gets on a plane sober? Motherfucker, we're getting 30,000 feet up in the air on something we don't know how this shit is happening. Who the fuck is on this plane sober? That's the crazy motherfucker. Fuck are you talking about? Yeah, man, U.S. Marshal, back the fuck up off of Gilly. And back the fuck up off anybody that's smelling like weed as they're getting on a plane. Motherfucker, if I was smuggling weed, I wouldn't smell like it. That means I just smoked it. You stupid motherfucker. You Can't you tell the difference between fresh green weed, the smell that smells piney, and the burnt branch? Then you ain't a U.S. Marshal. Yeah, that's what fucking uh, training day said. Denzel Washington in training day said, nigga, you got to know drugs, nigga. To be a good narcotics agent, you have to know drugs and know it. That's what Denzel said, and he put the shit in the pipe and got to smoking it. U.S. Marshal, how do you not know the difference between freshly grown weed that smells piney and a burnt branch and a burnt bush? U.S. Marshal, back the fuck up off of Gilly. We Goddamn right, I smell like weed. I'm about to fucking, I might die. Nigga, fuck you talking about? I'm not getting on a skateboard. I'm not getting on a bus. I'm not getting on a, in a car. Yeah, no, I'm getting on a goddamn plane. I don't know the pilot. He could be drunk. He could be sleep. Then nigga could have sleep apnea. Then nigga could have pass out syndrome, nigga. I don't know. And you're fucking with me because I smell like weed? Just I smell like weed. I was smoking a goddamn swisher. <laughs> fuck is wrong with you, man? Uh, I wish I'd have been there with you, Gilly. I'd have had you back. You wouldn't even have to go through all the bullshit you went through, telling them how rich you are and all that shit. That was funny. It was like, I'm the richest nigga on the plane. Fucking with me for it, man. You see this old broke-ass white lady right here? She's the one. She's smuggling. I don't need to smuggle. I just signed a deal with Barstool. This broke-ass white lady right here, she's smuggling some goddamn weed. <laughs> we are back, baby. We're back, baby. Oh, man. Oh, God. It feels so good to be back. I love to be there. I know you guys wait for me. I know. I, I know. Don't nobody do it like me. No, you can't be dependent on guests and really have the ear of the people like I do motherfucker they want to hear your guest that's what they want to hear they want to hear the person that you spent all day fucking getting you had to pay and you had to sway and you had to do all kind of shit to get the guest no you want to hear the guest but not with old Simbali they come to hear me 25,000 people tune in to hear me a black man speak isn't that isn't that amazing I don't have to run with the ball I don't have to rap words 
You understand what that means to be one of the only? I did the statistical look. I was looking. Now, that doesn't mean I'm the only, but if you ain't doing 5K uh, plus streams, then don't fucking talk to me about your podcast, okay? That means you're still on the come up, and that's all good. I wasn't always doing it like that, but that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the middle level. What do they say? B. B. I'm a B actor. Yeah, I'm not an A-list actor. I'm a B-list actor, though. And on the B-list, fucking nigga, you can't show me a black man that has a podcast that isn't relying on guests, where people tune in to hear him just speak. Speak your thoughts, your random thoughts about different subjects. Fuck out of here. There's not one. I was looking like, now there's got to be other ones. Nope, this guy has guests, relies on guests, 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 guests. Like, wow, that's something new. Still, nobody wants to give me my flowers. If something was to happen to me, you know how how many fake people would come. His podcast was so he was such the greatest frisbee. Shut up, bitch. Fucking motherfucker. Ah, let's get it going though. Uh, Twenty one Savage claims he's the biggest or he's the dopest one to come out of his freshman cipher uh, two thousand sixteen class. Hey. Talk your shit, 21. I have to think about that. I have to ponder. Is 21 the best one? He might. No, fuck no. Hold on. Wait a second. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a second. Let's rewind that. Fucking Kodak Black is in that, ain't he? Wait a second, man. Yeah, Kodak said cap, nigga. Kodak said cap, 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 nigga. Cap, 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 nigga. Yeah, Kodak Black is in that, nigga. Whoa, slow down, 21. Now, you, you hot. And Drake helped you. You're, you're lucky that Drake, like, Drake basically has been holding your hand these last, I'd say, almost three years. These last three years, Drake has really been holding your hand walking across the street. I don't know how good you can cross the street. Don't go talking about you're the best nigga to cross the street, 21. Yeah, 21 Savage is running around. I'm the best nigga that can cross the streets. Well, we don't know because Drake holds your hand for the last three years. In the years where everybody usually walks across the street by themselves. Yeah, mom usually, mom and dad usually walk you across the street till you get about 12, 13. Then you start walking by yourself. But nigga, Drake's still holding your hand walking across the street. These last three years on the microphone, on the MIC, Drake has been walking with you, holding your hand, nigga, helping you, nigga, you ain't been just dropping that fucking I love you, and that was J. Cole, nigga, you just, you can't do it by yourself, nigga, so don't go talking about you, nigga, now, you are a good motherfucker that knows how to pick some features, nigga, I give you that, nigga, yeah, you smart, nigga, go get J. Cole's dread-headed ass, because when, I don't think J. Cole was so hot when you guys did that, um, a lot, so you almost did that for him, but just having his lyrical ability, yeah, I mean, but anyway, he didn't walk you across the street. You guys kind of hand in hand did that together. But Drake, Drake's been fucking with you very, very serious. Twenty one. Then he does the whole album with you. So I know you're feeling yourself right now, but this isn't a solo album you dropped. That's what I. That's what I want to say there. Twenty one. You're acting like you just dropped a solo album. She law. You act like her loss is a solo album. No, it's not. It's not. That's not why you're. You would have never been able to perform that on fucking um, Saturday Night Live. The Jewish Network, nigga. That's Drizzy. That's Aubrey. You know what I'm talking about? That's Aubrey. You know what I'm talking about? Nobody want to listen to. Oh, uh, straight up, twenty one. Straight up, no, nigga. That's that's not. Uh, that's not here. That's for drink champs, nigga. Save that for drink champs. Uh, but yeah, who else was in that uh, Cipher sixteen uh, magazine? Who else was in that Kodak Black? Fucking uh, Anderson Pack, nigga. What the fuck are you talking about, Anderson Pack, man? 
musical genius, nigga. It's a, it's a lot of people in that. I'm going to have to skim through. You were one of the good ones. You have done the best. I won't lie. You were one of the ones that's done the best for sure. But I don't know about if you're the best one. You've done the best, but I don't know if you're the necessarily the best one. This nigga designer came out looking like fucking Bozo the Clown. Somebody, nigga, what's wrong with designer's hair, nigga? That nigga got a receding hairline and his hair looks like fucking Bozo the Clown, nigga. It's red and shit, nigga. That's not designer, nigga. Nah, nah, nah. That's not designer, nigga. That's not designer. Mm -mm. I don't know who this nigga is, but he looks like an Ethiopian nigga that I wouldn't want to play one-on-one basketball with. That's what he looks like. He looks like a nigga that'll physically hurt you in a one-on-one game of basketball, Ethiopian red-haired nigga. What's wrong with you? Nigga talking about, then he tried to... Uh, something, 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 something. No, 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 no. Now you're fucking up the shit that did do good. Now you're fucking up your do good shit, right? I love Timmy, Timmy, Timmy Turner. That was my favorite freestyle of all the freestyles. That was one of the most creative freestyles that I've ever heard in my life. I used to ride around and play that shit. I was like, damn, this shit is creative. But then you tried to switch the 2021 Savage. He was 21. Oh, don't fuck up my shit, man. Don't fuck up a good thing. Damn, you, you, no, you're not the person to say nothing, designer. All you had was Panda, Panda, Panda. I can't think of any other songs other than Panda, Panda. That's it. Stole Future Style and threw a little twist on it, okay? That's it. That, let's call it what it is. Please. We're going to talk about who's the one, the Kodak Black and fucking Anderson Pack. Not you. Shut the fuck up. Shit. Uh, what else is going on? Ryan Terrell is trying to be the first Jewish player to make it to the NBA. Did you guys see that shit? Did you guys see the, the white guy? What's the name of the team that he plays for? Damn, I can't remember the name of the team that he plays for. It was like the Sizzle or some shit. It was some team that he plays for, but they showed his little Jewish curls. They're like, this guy's going to be the first Jewish player to make it to the NBA. Question. Can we have a question? Um, do black players get fined for actually blocking his shots? Just asking. Just asking. If he's going to play in the NBA, if a black player decides to really D his ass up and slam his shit off the glass, does the black player get fined? Do black players get suspended for actually playing lockdown defense on this Jewish player? These are questions we're asking. I'm not trying to be anti-Semitic. Just asking a question. He's going to be the first Jewish player to be in the NBA. What happens when a black player plays D on it? If, if we lock him up on defense and he can't score, do we get suspended for a couple games? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trying to ask. I'm just asking. I'm asking for a friend. They want to know. It's not me. Ah. Uh, before we, what else is going on? A lot of shit's going on in the world. Like I said, I just want to make sure I come in and touch base with my people real fast. Um, did you guys hear that the not fucking around coalition leader, Grandmaster Jay? Remember when uh Brianna Taylor, all that shit was going down about I think it was like three, three, four years ago, and that brother was running around. He had the troops out, he had the guns out. If you were um if you follow me on any social media platform, then you seen him. Okay, you seen Grandmaster Jay. Because I was posting them like a motherfucker and I was saying we need more black men like this. We need more black organizations like this. We know the rural white guys and their guns out in rural white ruralness. But where's our black people with guns that aren't gangsters? Like, I don't feel safe when Bloods and Crips, GDs and Vice Lords have guns. I would rather, I feel more safe around the white rural guys. I'm going to keep it a bean with you. I'm going to keep it a thou wow with you, nigga. If you got my pick, hey, man, you got to sleep. You got to go to sleep. You got to have your house. In the middle of some rural white dudes with guns or some bloods and crips and gang gang niggas with guns. I would I would way rather chill with the white guys. I know there's some responsibility with their firearms. 
with some responsibility with the firearms out in fucking worldwide areas. Yeah, niggas are stupid. That's how fucking takeoff ain't here. See, that's what I mean. Yeah, and white folks are not. That's why takeoff's not here, because niggas don't know we got switches on guns and we can't control the guns without switches. Without a switch, we'd still fuck around and shoot somebody on accident. Now you got a switch and a lemon squeeze on it that makes it so if you sneeze, the motherfucker shoots 78 shots out of a 100-round clip. Man, please. Anyway, yeah, the not fucking around coalition leader Grandmaster Jay has been on unjustly since to seven years. Damn, just imagine if black rappers and gangsters was on the same type of time this brother was on. Do you think the Jewish radio stations will be putting them on the radio? I'm just asking, do you think they would be lining up to throw endorsements at them? If the rappers, the steppers, the killers, Kodak Blacks, all the ones talking about mayhem and murder and drill music, if they were like Grandmaster J, do you think that that the companies would rush to put them on the radio so they could spew whatever it is that got them running around with pistols saying that they're going to kill the first white motherfucker that fucks with them? No. That's why I'm saying it's a whole thing going on here. Why the fuck is that song Sleazy World? Put your gun up. You guys know that song, Sleazy World. What's the nigga's name, man? Sleazy something. Song's on the radio a lot. I can't even listen to black radio. That shit comes on like five times a day. When he says, if you got a 50 in this bitch, put that 50 up. You know that song with that demonic fucking beat in the background. Ding, ding. What'd he say? Oh, you ain't in his family. If you get caught, you're going to die too. The nigga literally said in a song, I know you you didn't do anything, but you're his family. So I'm going to kill you too. Plays on the radio all the fucking time. Meanwhile, Grandmaster Jay is unjustly about to do seven years. For what? What did he do? I want to know what did Grandmaster Jay do? We should want to know too. They should not be able to just play with Grandmaster Jay without black people saying, what the fuck did he do? What are you charging him with? Tell us. Okay, if this nigga had little kids tied up in the basement, okay. But if you're charging him with something just because you don't want a black man to run around with a gun and black militia gear on, we're not going to let that happen, all right? All right, what else is going on in the world? Did you guys hear Netflix Live? Um, Netflix Live is coming um, pretty soon. Do you guys hear about that? Netflix Live? That's pretty. That's going to be pretty dope. I'm looking pretty. I'm looking forward to that. Um, Chris Rock is going to be the first comedian to do a stand-up special on Netflix Live. I think that's going to be debuting sometime next year, 2023. Looking forward to that. A lot of um, artists will be doing probably live shows. A lot of comedians. Kevin Hart. I, I, I'm... If I was a betting man, I would say Dave Chappelle or Kevin Hart's going to get the second one. Okay, let's get started. Anybody want to bet? You guys want to put some money in the pot? I bet that Dave Chappelle or Chris or um Kevin Hart gets the second. Chris Rock got number one because he got slapped by. He had to be sacrificed, right? He, he got slapped by Will Smith, so he gets the first one. Who's next? Uh, what else is going down in the town? Oh, UFC 281, man. Wow, what a fucking fight. What a stacked fucking fight, right? What a stacked fucking fight. UFC 281 was fucking amazing. Amazing. Israel Adesonia. Israel Adesonia. Israel Adesonia. Yes, lost. And I bet, I, I bet, you know, this is usually I bet against um, Israel Adesonia. Usually I bet against Izzy, but um, I bet with him this time. And the first time I bet with him, he fucking lost. Um, but it was a great fight. Great, great, great fight. Um, I, I got a lot of questions answered about Izzy. And um, Izzy, to me, I've always said this, and this is not a knock. This is not me trying to make fun because he lost. It's just calling a spade a spade. But I've always said that Izzy has taken advantage like a lot of UFC fighters have. Izzy's not the only one. 
But a lot of UFC fighters take advantage of fighting smaller guys, right? Israel Adesanya should probably be a light heavyweight. If he really wanted to challenge himself, he should be a light heavyweight. I mean, 185, what's light heavyweight? Gain 15 pounds, right? Maybe he can't. Maybe he can't. Maybe 185 is just where he sticks. But anyways, what I do think that Israel has profited off of is, is his ability to be bigger um, than the people that he fights. Derek Brunson, um, uh, Robert Whitaker, Bobby Knuckles. Uh, these guys, these are smaller guys. Even the guy that um, almost fucked up. I can't remember the, the essay, the, the Mexican dude. I can't remember his name right now. Escapes me. But a lot of his fighters, all of it, all the people that he fight, even even Cannoneer, these have been smaller guys. Cannoneer's a larger guy as far as frame, but height. So Izzy is able to do that pullback thing that he likes to do, right? That that pullback thing. Izzy doesn't necessarily know how to parry punch as good. Israel doesn't necessarily know how to slip punch as good. Israel doesn't necessarily know how to block punch as good. Israel doesn't know what to do when punches are coming at him. What Izzy does know how to do is pull his neck back. And that works when the guy who's throwing the punches has short arms, like a Brunson or a Robert Whitaker or a Jared Cannonier. Or um, what's the what's the pretty uh, Paulo Costa? These are all shorter guys with short arms. So when they throw, Izzy is very good at yanking his neck back and having them miss and then counterpunching them. But Alex Pereira, this motherfucker was bigger than fucking what's the nigga that Dominique Reyes? Did you see that him and Dominique Reyes were standing next to each other? Alex Pereira was bigger than Dominique fucking Reyes. Niggas like six four. Huge, long, muscular, and mean, and mean, and also determined. Had that heart, right? He, there was no fear. You heard what his corner, what his corners told him, motherfucker. This is it. I've seen that shit break fighters. When a fighter has his corner, tell him, hey, that's it, nigga. If you can't get a knockout, you finna lose. He knows he can't get a knockout, but Pereira knew he could. Pereira looked at him and said, oh, we need a knockout. Yeah, nigga, we need a knockout or it's a wrap. He went and did it. And so now he's throwing these flurries at Israel and Israel can't just yank his head back. He can't just yank his head back. And when he did, he got clipped with some mean shots. That's actually how Israel lost the fight that he lost when he got knocked out in kickboxing. Israel trying to do the thing where he slips his head back and he does that so beautifully against fighters with shorter reaches, right? Pereira has the long reach. So when he's slipping his head back, he's still getting clipped. That's how he got put to sleep in kickboxing. And that's how he lost the fight um, in UFC 21 this weekend. Same way. So if I was Israel Adesonia, if I was Israel Adesonia, I would work on blocking with my hands and slipping punches, ducking and moving in position. If your boxing is going to be that. Feel me? But all in all, Izzy's a bad motherfucker and he is still... I say what I say. I'm glad that the African fucking three king shit got broken up. Okay, I don't like Africans. I don't give a fuck. I don't like Africans coming to my country. Look, if you're going to come to America and be African, come and get us. Okay? The first thing you should say is give us our people back. What the fuck happened with that? If you, I don't like Africans coming to America acting like you missed the fucking slavery thing. You missed that? You're just going to come set up shop, huh? But anyway, that aside, right? Israel Adesanya is probably the greatest middleweight fighter that has ever lived. I will say that he's better than Bisping. He is the greatest middleweight fighter that I can think of. So 
All these are just every nobody's perfect, right? Ali wasn't perfect. Nobody's perfect. Floyd's out there fighting some nigga right now. <laughs> that nigga Floyd Mayweather's dancing in the ring and shit. Nobody's perfect, okay? You know talk about? But that's just my critique on Israel Adesonia. But great fight. Izzy's a G. Izzy's not scared. Izzy takes fights. Um, he's a great champion. He brings what we want as a fighter. He entertains us on the way to the fight. He entertains us at the press conference. He lets us know what he wants to do after the fight. I mean, Israel, Israel Adesanya is a great fucking, not only um, champion, but just a UFC fighter, MMA um, fighter. So, like I say, I just because I don't, I might critique certain things. That doesn't mean I'm just going to slam and drag. And Israel's bad, and I'm glad he lost. No, not at all, man. He put on a great fight. He's a great champion. I do think a rematch is warranted. And who knows? Because Izzy did clip him, right? In that first round, Izzy caught him with that fucking check hook and almost dropped him. Nigga, if it was 10 seconds left, it'd be a wrap. I know Izzy was looking at the ref like, why don't you stop that one? You stop my shit, nigga. You know what I'm talking about? Izzy was like, wait, my wife, this, I'm using my wife's shit. My wife said this. My wife brought this up. I was like, ooh, babe, I'm going to use that. But she was like, yeah. She was like, why didn't he stop that shit? I had to explain to her, babe, he got saved by the bell. But still, nigga, ref. Why did you stop mine? Nigga, you should have stopped him when I hit him with the check left hook. You should have fucking said, no, it's over. What are you talking about? But uh, all in all, what a great, great, great card. Uh, Michael Chandler and fucking Dustin Poirier. Whoa. Michael Chandler and Dustin Poirier. Man, Michael Chandler is a fucking gift to the UFC gods, isn't he? He's a gift. He's like a, a fucking present under the Christmas tree. Mom, I got Michael Chandler. Mom. Mom, Santa brought Michael Chandler. You know what I'm saying? Like, every time that motherfucker gets in the ring, ain't no fucking wrestling. Ain't no fucking ball grabbing. Ain't no fucking bullshit. Mike Chandler comes in to fucking kill you or be killed, nigga. Ain't playing around. And then he wants to go back to his little dark-skinned black uh, adopted kids. That was so cute to see him and his little black boys. He had the ice pack on his face and his foot was up. And he had his two little black boys with him. I love Michael Chandler, man. Shout out to Michael Chandler, man. He's a good motherfucker. Good spirit. A warrior. Like a peaceful warrior. If there ever, if you ever want to know, like, what's a peaceful warrior? Michael Chandler. It's the perfect, perfect um, definition of a peaceful warrior. I want peace, but when I'm fighting you, I'm going to rip your fucking, I'm going to fish hook you, okay? <laughs> that nigga fish hooked Dustin Poirier. Dustin Poirier's like, nigga, you just fish hooked me, nigga. And Michael's like, what are you talking about? No, no, I was, no. <laughs> yeah, nigga, you fish hooked me. You can't fish hook. So, nigga, when it's on, it's on. But anyways, uh, great, great fight. Great fight. Dustin Poirier is a goddamn G. I didn't know he was this good. I didn't. His style, he doesn't have too much flair. You know what I mean? He's a real standard textbook fighter, and he hasn't changed since he fought um, Conor McGregor to my, when I remember Dustin Poirier, his fighting style hasn't changed that much, except he kicks ass. He keeps kicking ass. That's the only thing that's changing is he's kicking more and more ass, and he got a bottle of hot sauce. Now, I got a bottle of Louisiana hot sauce while he's kicking ass, nigga, Dustin Poirier, nigga. You know what I'm talking about? That motherfucker's. I thought the Connor shit was a fluke. I was like, ah, oh, this shit's a nah, nigga. He's gonna fuck whoever up. I think the fluke was whoever he lost to. Who did he lose to? Justin Gagey? Who did Dustin Poirier just lose the belt to? Was it Alex Oliveira? Was that who beat him? Anyway, yeah, man. Uh, Dustin is bad. And you know who I want to see Dustin fight next? I want to see him fight Kobe Covington. That's who we want to see. <laughs> Yeah, we want that's what we want to see. I've been sitting down pondering and thinking. I'm like, who do I want to see Dustin Poirier fight? I want to see Dustin Poirier fight Colby Chaos Covington. Because remember, Colby Covington was calling his wife a cuckold for Conor McGregor, huh? Remember that? 
she yeah they were saying they're cuckolds and a lot of shit's been wild so i think that could get the hey hold up and and anytime you can get colby covington in a press conference across from somebody that he doesn't like that is a night that i want to see <laughs> that's gonna be fun so yeah, that's the next fight, Dustin Poirier. I'm making it right now. Uh, Dana White, you can go ahead and put your matchmaker hat away. I just did. I saved you what? I saved you a whole. It takes you about a good week to do that, to get that right. Dustin Poirier's next fight, Colby fucking Covington at 172. Should be at 170. He said he wanted to fuck around at 170. I don't think Dustin Poirier wants a belt, but he wants to fight. He's trying to say, who, who do y'all want to see me fight? We, from the Gladiator School podcast, GSP. By the way, that new podcast will be coming soon. Um, we want to see Dustin Poirier fight Colby Chaos Covington. Uh, did you guys see the two airplanes that collided in the Dallas air show? Oh, my God, man. See, that's what I'm talking about. Dallas Marshall, guy fucking with Gilly. That's what happens. That's what can happen when you go up in the air, man. You're fucking with me about some fucking weed. Did you see the Dallas air show? The two planes collided in fucking air. Did you see that? That's what I'm about to get on. We're all about to get on one of those. And you're fucking with me about some goddamn weed? Uh, rest in peace. I don't know how they, I don't think they released a number of how many people perished, but oh, rest in peace to anybody that perished in that. Uh, did you guys see my Vikings? My Vikings, hey! Scrolling. Somebody in the, the only reason why I'm saying this because somebody in the chat room just said, Did you see what happened to the Vikings? No, I didn't see what happened to the Vikings. I don't watch the Vikings. I told you I don't watch the Vikings. No, I didn't watch. I don't know. I have no idea that the Vikings beat the Buffalo <laughs> in overtime. <laughs> in fucking overtime. 30 to 33. No, I have no idea. No, 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 no. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. I don't I don't keep up with the Vikings. Fuck them. I don't give a fuck about the Vikings. I don't watch anything about the Vikings till it's 0.00 in the Super Bowl. Fuck them. With handcuffs on and crazy glue on their lips. No, I don't watch the Vikings. But they beat the Buffalo Bills 30 to 33 in over. Yeah, that nigga Kirk Cousins, man, is making me look like a stupid bitch ass hater, nigga. He's fucking up my sports channel, man. This nigga Kirk Cousins, look, shut up, Simba. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. This nigga's out here doing work. This nigga's dancing on the plane with, he got jewelry on and shit. This nigga's doing the Hollywood snake, nigga. You see Kirk Cousins, nigga, doing the icky wood shuffle? That nigga was doing the icky. Yeah, nigga, that nigga Kirk Cousins did the icky wood shuffle, nigga. Draped down, dripped out in jewelry, nigga. Cocaine ice, nigga. I need to shut the fuck up about Kirk Cousins. Every time he plays, I talk about, oh, he need to, man, shut up, nigga. This nigga's doing God's work, nigga. Beat the Buffalo Bills. Now, you guys know, I always say that I don't like tight games. But when you play a team like Buffalo Bill, goddammit, they're going to be tight against the great teams. I just want to blow, like, the Browns out. I hate that when we play the Cleveland Browns or the Pittsburgh Steelers, those games are still tight. We beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 21 to 17. It's like we should have fucking drug them through the mud. I want to drag people through the mud. But nonetheless, the Vikings did great. Very happy. We're looking good. I'm not going to spew any hate on this podcast. I'm going to say congratulations and skull. <laughs> All right, all right, moving right along. Little Dirk announces that he will be taking steps in his music to help end gun violence. Good job, young Dirk. <laughs> Says he will no longer be dissing the dead. Well, um, who just got out of jail? Some nigga just got out of jail. Was it 
Frico Rico, something that just got out of jail and was in Chicago on O Block saying that he's smoking on FBG Duck. It, it's tough, man. Chicago's a tough area, man. Somebody needs help. Somebody got to help Chicago, man. <laughs> Chicago needs help, man. The motherfuckers is over there killing and willing and dealing, man. But shouts out to uh, Little Dirk for that. I appreciate that, um, Little Dirk. That proves that you're growing up and that proves that you're being more aware. Like I said, I'm not necessarily too hard on the younger generation. I was young. I was stupid. It's on the older generations to tell me and guide me. What am I supposed to be doing? It's my turn. The camera's on me, but I'm young. I'm going to make mistakes. Are you guys going to ridicule me as I make these mistakes? Are you guys going to guide me and help it so my mistakes are minimal? Um, Shouts out to Young Dirk for that. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Um, What else is popping off in the world? I know a lot more shit been going on that. Um, do, 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 do. Oh, uh, shout out to my Asian people, by the way. I want to give Asians a special shout out. Yeah, the Asians did the, did what niggas couldn't. Actually, the Asians did what nobody could do, right? So ever since our white cousins from Europe took over power on planet Earth, everybody else has fallen to the sword. The Negro lost his whole goddamn country to our white European cousins. Think about that. Nigga lost like Africa, nigga. You lost everything, nigga. All your gold, your diamonds, your rubber, your oil. Everything's been took. Your country's divided and then you niggas is relocated to playing drums. Yeah, you niggas don't have no kind of nothing over there. Do you realize that Dana White made a public announcement? Hey, man, I'm really looking to move to Africa. And But they don't got no buildings. They only got buildings in Nigeria. That's the only civilized place in Africa is Nigeria. No other place, the Congo, Timbuktu, no other place has buildings and establishments that can hold a UFC place. So, yeah, ever since that our white European cousins kicked everybody in the ass on planet Earth, nobody has been able to figure out a good fighting method against them. We cry, the Negro and American, we cry, we integrate, we do everything wrong. The Mexican, the Latino, they sell drugs and kidnap their own. And then they try to immigrate into a country that's already theirs. I don't get it. So they're doing it wrong. But, you know, the Native American, you're dying off. You Native Canadians, you niggas getting drunk on casinos, drinking fire water. Nobody is doing what's supposed to be doing against the foe. Except the Asian. The Asian realize, well, you know what the white European is a slave to? Technology. He's a slave to technology. Now, the first slave was slavery. Ain't that a bitch? The first technology that the white man became a slave to was slavery. That was his first um, delve into technology. Let's have these stupid ass Africans pick cotton for us. Right. But what he didn't understand is that technology, robotic technology is not like the Negro. And so what the Asian did was he said, oh, that white our white cousins they're slaves and they're fooled by technology so they made technology that's what the asians did everything they said i'm not gonna march i'm not gonna ask i'm not gonna beg they tried a couple wars they see you don't want to fight the white no you don't want to fight our white cousins no 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 you don't want to fight the, the white cousins that's what they come from they're fighters you'll get your fucking whole fucking country nagasaki okay you get blown off the map so they said, hold on, we got to figure out a different way. Technology, that's what will beat them. Everything that they need, we're going to make. We're going to supply. And that'll give us power over them. Asians, man, they did it, man. 
So if you ever think that I'm hating on you, I'm not. I'm not, sometimes, like I said, or sometimes I am. Sometimes I actually am hating, but it's not from a real place. What I really want to say to my Asian people is, I applaud you. I applaud you for realizing what what doing what you had to do in order to take care of your own legacy. We're not going to be eradicated on this fucking planet. We're going to do what we have to do. Shots out to you. Uh, thank everybody for rocking with me today. We got content. We had fun. I just wanted to come in and stop and talk to the people really fast. Like I said, I might do another episode this week if something happens just to get a little bit closer. But um, thank you to everybody out there. Oh, um, back to UFC. Meatball Molly got stretched out by some chick, and I want to I know more about who she was. I didn't know who she was. I knew who Meatball Molly was because she had the fucking, you know, the hype train coming. But I didn't know who the chick she was fighting. But when she walked out, my wife was like, oh, my God, look how serious she looks. I'm like, you don't know about UFC. We're talking about how serious. They all look serious. What are you talking about? But then I looked at her. I'm like, damn, she does look a little serious. Who is this girl? She got in there and handled business. She beat Meatball Molly's ass and brushed her shoulder off like a gangster. <laughs> that was some American shit. When she did that shit, she stole my heart. That's how Americans think about you, fucking funny-ass foreigners. And that's anybody. Anybody from a foreign nation, black, Latino, or white. See, that's how white people, even white Americans look at white people from over there. Who the fuck are y'all, you tea-drinking sons of bitches? They're, they got more in common with their black brothers over here than you tea-drinking motherfuckers over there. Feel me? And that's what she dusted off. Get the fuck this meatball molly, bitch. They don't got no fucking wrestling over in England. Rest, wrestling? is an american sport wrestling is an american sport there's only two places on the planet earth that can wrestle that's america and russia okay only america and russia can wrestle okay when you're talking about wrestling you're talking about america and russia all right so if you unless you want to talk some goddamn jujitsu you can take your ass down to brazil you want to do some goddamn leg locking in brazil go down to brazil you want to talk about boxing? You can do some boxing over there. And your European boys are pretty good at some boxing, but they can't beat our Negroes. No, them them European boys can't beat our Negroes when it comes to boxing, right? So if you want to box, a Negro will beat your ass. You want to wrestle, an American will beat your ass. And that's what we show. That's what I like. A fucking leg locking and wrestling. We don't leg lock. We don't wrestle. We don't ball grab. We don't do that. We use the old eight chucklers. And we'll grab you and slam you into a goddamn furnace. That's America, bitch. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for rocking with the podcast today. I appreciate you guys. I told you guys I'd be here. Um, and I know a lot of you guys will be listening to it Tuesday. But just for my late night vampires, the ones who are out vamping right now, you're doing what you're not supposed to do. You're going to get in trouble. But you're listening to We Got Content Podcast. So you're going to have fun getting into that trouble. This is Simba Ali. I'll be seeing you guys. Like I said, I might pop in this week, but definitely, definitely next Monday. We have-